Oh, we started. Oh, yeah, I started. No, no, we, we can start, guys. Let's do it. Let's start. Yeah, this is the real Jake behind the scenes. They don't know how I sound when we're not started. And so Jake, I'm so glad we haven't started. You yet. just revealed your true voice to the audience. Oh, oh no. Jake, you're true. Jake, now the audience has power over you. They know your true voice. Hey, I'm a switch, baby. Maybe I wanted that just for a little bit. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not digging into that. Um, you dug into it before, you bitch. <laughs> uh, perhaps our funniest hey. intro yet. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? You, you, no, no, no. Fuck you. Fuck you. You say something right now. You say an intro funny thing. Do yeah, it. Matt. Matt, Do be it. funny. Do it. Be funny. Uh, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Gut Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's pretty funny. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. And you just learned that I'm a switch. I'm Jake. And this is episode 52, um, part three of our remakes bracket. Uh, I want to be clear. I'm just adding to all the fanfic out there. I'm just fueling there. You know, we have to plant these seeds. That's true. Because how do things get popular? Fanfic. Fan fiction. Mm hmm. It's yeah. true. Hey, make fanfic of us. Yeah, if you search on archive of Call our own, um, no, you can't find a single tough cut fanfic yet. We it's have people who have Guys, made we can't, fanfics we about cannot, us. We can't even get our audience to like a tweet <laughs> ten times. There is no chance we get fanfic. I don't know. Maybe our maybe our like audience. We just need to know what our audience likes, right? So maybe our audiences aren't big like social media people, but maybe they're dirty little readers, you know? Ooh, some dirt, some yeah. little nasty readers. Yeah, they're out there well, reading yeah, yeah. dark Harry Styles fanfic on Wattpad. I actually know a lot of those. Same. Should we call our audience the nasties? Are they the nasties now? <laughs> <laughs> We're calling our audience. No. What's up, nasties? We're the tough cut. Hey, what's up, you dirty little babies? <laughs> I kind of want to call them their dirty little listeners. <laughs> dirty little listeners. Hey there, dirty listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Tough Cut Podcast. Um. Coming at you in today's episode, <laughs> we've got Star Trek Into Darkness versus Suspiria 1977 and Infernal Affairs versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, so it should be pretty fun. Yeah, it'll be a good one, especially yeah. if you're a little nasty listener. Yeah, it'll be a good, listeners. clean time. Or will it? Wink. Oh, no. Wink. Oh, no. I spilled coca-cola on my mic i'm gonna be sticky <laughs> Ooh, um, i'm unhappy this with is this why i can't do a phone sex slide that was awful that was exactly <laughs> this is why the tough cut got into podcasting not phone sex yeah, well we tried at first i want to full disclosure the tough cut boys tried phone sex first a group phone sex thing where we were like it was kind of like a podcast <laughs> it was phone orgies. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, what are we? What are we going to do with these movies today, Jake? We're going to compare them. No, I'm kidding. I've kept on kidding. <laughs> we're going to be spoiling these movies, guys. Uh, Hell yeah. We're a huge spoiler, you know, podcast. I mean, we don't go into like, you know, we like big twists and turns, so we don't ruin all those things. <laughs> yeah, we do. Hey, oh, it's uh, our nasty listeners. <laughs> 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 So do the nasties. I can't, I can't breathe. I can't do it. Um, no, but yeah, we'll be spoiling these. Also, a little content warning for um, Suspiria. There's a you know pretty graphic, um, guys, gory guys, stuff sorry, in there. I, I, my wife just texted me. Uh, she's in the other room. She just texted me. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is why your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, my wife just texted me. <laughs> oh, wow. I want a divorce. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be there at the proceedings, Jake. Matt, what did your wife text you? Um, something funny because it's a callback, baby. <laughs> I don't have a wife. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, the the yeah, Infernal Affairs, um, just a general content warning for, you know, some, I guess, intense violence. And also 
photosensitivity in Into Darkness and um, and Suspiria. It's like they have like a little stroby yeah, section. Yeah, at the at, yeah. Shall we? Shall we hop into this? Let's do it. Alex, do you want to go ahead and Let's dive right into the proverbial garbage can of nastiness? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and introduce Star Trek Into Darkness? Yeah, I said that and then realized the Grinch is not in this first matchup. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, directed by J.J. Abrams, released in 2013. Uh, this is the rebooted Star Trek franchise, um, which is also kind of like a weird time travel thing. So it's a reboot, but not really a reboot. And James T. Kirk loses command of the ship and Spock takes over. And then Khan is there. What? And there's like a whole political thing. And who plays Khan? Say it. Khan, say it. Who plays Khan? Say it. Khan is played by. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, thank God. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's kind of funny because they're like Khan is this big smart guy and then the entire movie all he really does is like fight things real good um it's a wild fun ride it's just it's a fun time it is a fun movie and no one can argue with that mm-hmm. that's a good it's way to going put it. up against uh suspiria 1977 jake what's up with that hello yes uh hello yes it's me um yeah suspiria 1977 by dario argento uh you know it's about this girl who wants who just wants to dance um all she wants to do is dance but she can't dance because she goes to the school in germany that's famous for ballet but really it's famous for its dark secrets because there are witches about and death's happening and she has to fight for her survival as witches want her dead but also want her to dance yeah that's pretty much it i mean it's a you know surrealist horror movie uh very much of of its uh uh, one of a kind nature it's not (laughs) about the story it's about the ride and uh it's a fun little time what an interesting matchup this is. Maybe we were just yep. like in a vibing mood that day where we did not pick the like good narrative movies. We picked the like fun to watch, like ride vibe movies. Yeah. Interesting. Which is pretty cool. Just a quick interjection before we hop into these. I don't know how many people out there are familiar with Benedict Cumberbatch's full name, but it is Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. Um, his father's name is Timothy Carlton. So he's just got his dad's name in the middle of his name. Um, which I, it's it's crazy because <laughs> you didn't even read his full full name. So I actually was going to bring this up as well because his full name is actually Benedict Carlton, dirty little listener, Cumberbatch. And I think that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. What? How'd that happen? Yeah. How did his mother's maiden name make it into his name? Um, anyway. <laughs> The, to actually talk about and jump into <laughs> comparing these movies. Uh, um, no, yeah. No, no, we're not going to do that, Jake. <laughs> no, no I, said, I said, yeah. Well, I just wanted to kind of also like, I think actually it's really kind of cool what Alex was saying. And, I, you know, I also like realized this, like, this is such a hard matchup for me because both of these I love because I just had a fun ass time with them not necessarily that they have great conventions about them hmm. one may be more like exciting for and palatable but one did a lot more for like uh you know a genre and that's always important to me especially if it's spooky times <laughs> and mm-hmm. i just don't know what to pick because like it's so great having two movies where my my biggest argument is no, dude, they're both fun. <laughs> you know, like there's no like the mise en scene or like, no, but this character's motivation. No, it's like, nah, I just had a fun little time with both these movies. <laughs> well, so I will say, though, Star Trek Into Darkness does have some good character work in, in yeah. Kirk and Spock. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're not bad. Like it has a narrative. It has some like pretty good characters its characters have stuff to do um Mm -hmm. so you know i think it's a little unfair to to be like these are movies that are just fun 
And you know, on the uh, well, counter side, I do think that yeah. like from a technical standpoint, there is a lot well, good stuff going on in both, but there is a lot of really impressive stuff from color and cinematography yeah. happening in Suspiria um, that is selling it a, sh- yeah. a little bit short saying it's it's simply a fun <laughs> movie when it's a I think an extraordinarily okay. when beautiful I th- movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you <laughs> fools. When I say yeah, fun, you know what, I mean because I'm a complex artist. And uh, when <laughs> oh I say gosh. something's fun, that means like there's something really like beautiful and technically brilliant are, about are, these are two you, films. Are you going to be a filmmaker? Are you working in film? Are you a, a film no, respecter? I, I'm not really working in film so much as film works through me. You know? That's really cute. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, do you guys know no. what my nasty little brain and what I think our nasty little listeners would have loved in Suspiria 1977? Just keep saying it until it sticks, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get tough yeah. cut in the nasties. Um, <laughs> my we should start a band. absolute favorite scene. We should. That'd be pretty funny. Um, my favorite scene in Suspiria <laughs> was uh, the scene where she's in the bathroom and she gets attacked by the bat <laughs> and yeah. the bat just starts like flying around and then it's on the floor and it's just like scooching along <laughs> the floor. <laughs> it's a good moment. Very fun. Very funny. Yeah, as we Technical said, masterpiece. fun movie, you know, had to coordinate that bat. <laughs> yeah. And then she what smashes it with a chair or something, something like that. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, comparing that scene, sorry, this isn't going to help in darkness, uh, my bad, ahead of time, but compare that bat scene with Vampire's Kiss bat scene. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Who winning? Mm. <laughs> Who winning? We're bringing in Vampire's Kiss, a movie that was on <laughs> yeah, the show Dark Horse. a year ago. Dark Horse. <laughs> um, Vampire's, it, it, that's a good bat scene. <laughs> I think this one's really good. I gotta say, it's so funny. So like, obviously, Nicholas Cage is better. Floor. Yeah, but yeah. as as bats acting in Hollywood, I think the bat that acted Suspiria <laughs> bat gets more to do. Whereas Vampire's Kiss bat is mostly just kind of flying about. You know, does land on him. Well, Vampire's I think Kiss it's... is about the vampire's kiss bat scene is about Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. The mm. Suspiria bat scene is about the bat. Mm. But was it a product of Nicolas Cage overshadowing that? You know, Cause remember that bat in vampire's oh. kiss was a new actor. That was a new face. They found. Oh so like, obviously they're going to be <laughs> it's overshadowed. It's Hollywood debut. <laughs> yeah. So like, and, and, and Nicolas Cage was unafraid, unafraid guys. So actually, maybe he just, I don't know if you know this. Out. That bat, the bat in Vampire's Kiss was um, voiced by uh, Benedict Timothy Carlton. Carlton. <laughs> Cumber, Cumberbatch. Nasty wow. little lister Cumberbatch. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I think it's You're wondering up. why that bat was so nasty. It's it's because of him. We'll have to the spin he put on it. Wait for the day that we do a bat bracket where it's just bats oh, in movies. Oh, shit, dude. Ooh. I would do a bat bracket. Ooh. I'll tell you that much. That's a fun idea. Um, I'm putting it in our doc. Wonderful. <laughs> A, a point of comparison that I wanted to bring up um, is that both of these movies um, <laughs> uh, are fairly visually appealing in very different ways. Star Trek Into Darkness, minus some of the most intense of the lens flares, I think generally has like pew, pew, pew. pretty nicely made sets, great CGI. On the other hand, Suspiria is much more focused on like use of color and lighting. How do we feel about those differences? How do we feel about the visual appeal of these movies? For people who are going to fact check me for these uh, um, brackets and the things I say, one, you're wasting (laughs) your time. I contradict myself all the time on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Stop it. Uh, (laughs) Two, um, I I do want to give a little credit to Into Darkness for their color because when I compared it to Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan felt so drab to me but into darkness i immediately was like they got fun colors i got i like it uh especially that opening (laughs) sequence with all the reds and all the stuff like it is a brighter film it's just if you're gonna compare into darkness to suspiria you're losing when it comes to color like the way like dario argento uses color in suspiria is like his big thing (laughs) it's a big thing Uh, (laughs) so that's not to discredit into darkness but i do think from that standpoint like it suspira is just so much more fun to look at and much more like oh you could tell this is 
well, maybe I hesitate to say you could tell this is like super purposeful as compared to Into Darkness, where I think the purpose is just different. Like mm-hmm. Suspiria's functions as an aspect of like story and theme and heightening atmosphere. our senses, atmosphere, where Into Darkness is like, what's going to make a lot of people buy this ticket and watch this movie? It's a visual um, spectacle, like a true yeah. spectacle. You know, it's meant to be right. flashy and big and kind of over the top. Um, compared to Suspiria's is much more focused on like explicitly atmosphere and like tone, I think. Um, right. Yeah. So I think it that's is. a good point. I, I wonder though, if I think that it actually helps the movie, like it gives the movie more character, but it almost feels to me like when I was watching it, that like I would rather have seen it in like the frames of a like graphic novel or comic book. Mm. Like the, because like with that kind of color, I feel like I want to focus on it that way in a, in a sense, if that makes mm. sense. Like, cause I, I don't know that that is the best medium to use that. If, if that makes sense, not that movies can't use color in interesting ways, but <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm coming well, at it from. It's hard. It's hard, Alex, because like I, I one I know you didn't really enjoy like Suspiria, like two two. Like I know you know the good things about thing. it, but it's interesting that we have a blockbuster film versus like this small like cult horror classic. Uh, because yeah. I totally understand if people don't like Suspiria. Like I totally like it is genuinely not everyone's cup of tea. Whereas Into Darkness mm-hmm. is trying to be everyone's cup of tea. Whether or not it succeeded or not is up to whatever the people. It did make a fair amount of money, um, but now with how much money everything else makes in blockbuster Hollywood, it seems like a small amount. It's just interesting that like you're like what what you were describing me about the color and all of a sudden was the spirit. I do think it enhances it, but that just may be because I like that kind of film. Um, and it's just going to be a polarizing thing. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it ties in a little bit to a comment that I made when we first talked about Suspiria, that it's the type of movie, if you watch the first 15 minutes and don't enjoy it, you're not going to like the rest of it. Like, it's not going to, you know, it, it it's not going to, like, it elevates that formula, but it doesn't necessarily innovate on what it kind of lays out atmosphere-wise pretty early on. And like, I get where you're coming from, but I also, at least personally, think it's really effective because it's just like such an, it's not something I've seen a lot in movies to play with color and lighting like so powerfully. The movie that it makes me, reminds me of, or I think tries something similar is Mandy. Speaking of Nick Cage, Mm. um, Mandy plays Mm. very intensely with um, color and lighting. Um, in both of these movies, I think like that is a very core tenant of watching it is the atmosphere they invoke through the color and lighting and not the the story and writing. Yeah. And it would make a pretty sick comic because you could just have. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm trying to think of that's where I'm coming from. Of like, like I, I feel like it could be so cool because it also the other issue I have with it is it plays so much with color and lighting. But then you have some scenes that are just so dark that. I want to sit in them and like watch them. Like I want to really like look at it. And I feel like you can't do that as much with a movie that's constantly moving. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. tough. And really like pick out the elements, like how the scene is set, you know, little details, things like that. That's fair. Um, I do think there's something to that. Yeah, I agree. Look at us agreeing. We're supposed to disagree. This is the tough cut guys. Come on. Yeah. Come on. How, how are we supposed to get nasty if we don't disagree? Look, no, Jake, we're being nasty by not doing what we're supposed to do. We're nasty boys. Oh, oh okay. We're, we're right. going against the rules now by being uh, a griefful and polite. Mm-hmm. We're nasty for being polite. So, polite and nasty. So, a, a moment in Into Darkness <laughs> I want to call yeah. out or talk about yeah, a little yeah. more. Please. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Spock calls up old Spock, who is yeah. time yeah, traveling yeah. Spock. Duh. Don't worry about all yeah. that. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, we <laughs> don't think too much. We know a con and it cost us extremely. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There's just like I get the <laughs> the purpose, but it's like uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like they get that information and then 
proceed to not really do anything with it because they were already they just suspicious wanted a Leonard of him. Boy cameo. Well, they're That's already they like suspicious of Khan at that point. And then they it's well, the, but they can't he tell does it him when they're on the mission because he can't radio right. him. Yeah, but it, it like it it's just such an interesting inclusion to me. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. very much like a moment to to be like, hey, you know <laughs> Leonard Demoy, and you remember Wrath of Khan. Um, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Which it's like it's weirdly placed in the movie. I because think that's my my piece on it. It's not like a bad illusion to have, but it's just like. I don't know why it's there in particular because it doesn't inform it, the characters yeah. in a meaningful way. It it should have been before the scene where Kirk takes Khan because then Spock is like, I I know not to trust him. We should not trust him. And, and then Kirk's Kirk anyway, like, like we have, have no to. choice. Only yeah. way. And and then, and then it creates kiss. this tension versus oh. yeah. And then they make out <laughs> with tongue because they're nasty. Right. Um, and Khan is there watching. Um, Old Khan or. Both cons. Both cons. Both. Both. Con. Yeah. Old con. Um, Ricardo Montalban. He shows up. He's nasty. His nipples are out. Yeah. Because like they're they're clearly like already <laughs> suspicious of con. And he, uh, Kirk just like has to independently like he, he there's the moment where they're um, fighting their way through the ship and um, con like slips away to kill some guys. And Scotty and Kirk are like, I don't know if we should trust him. And it's like. <laughs> okay right <laughs> like okay yeah. here's the thing you're asking too much about the story you're, you know, you're, you, 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 it, it sucks because like you're absolutely right and i know that it was just to get leonard nimoy in and just for fans to go uh um well okay i think i think the issue though is not this it's not the necessarily scene the timing okay it's, it's the problem of benedict cumberbatch as Khan because the movie frames he's so smart he's so intelligent he's gonna like but he's like this super powerful super smart and then he like doesn't do any good betrayals like there is no surprise in it because because kirk like right away is like don't trust him we gotta like knock him out and then they knock him out like they betray him he doesn't even betray them first like <laughs> slander and and it's not like he uses Khan his big is brain the problem in this movie it's not like he uses his yeah. big brain to get out of the situation he just has super healing powers he's squishes, he squishes <laughs> other people and then brain. he shoots them like <laughs> i i i I think I wholeheartedly agree with that point, Alex, that like it's so, <laughs> so funny that they spend so much time being like Khan's just like an advanced life form genius. And he just like f- fights people and just punches shit. And it, it's just so, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's so much fun to watch. But yeah, no, absolutely. I'm the Jake train. If you're thinking too hard about the story, just like be along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he was like, I know Benedict Cumberbatch has written poorly in this movie, but also he owns that shit. He owns it. He 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 goes around just doing his little snarl. I love it, man. With his floppy haircut. (laughs) Yeah, with his little floppy bangs. That look atrocious. Uh, It's so funny. So funny. But at the same time, we have shit in fucking Suspiria where they're just running around. Like that, the line where uh, they meet the butler dude who can't talk. And he's like, he really is ugly, isn't he? Don't be afraid to say so. And it's like, why would you say that? Why would you say that shit? There's also. Or when. Go ahead, Alex. The like rival dancer is talking to her and her friend and she's like names of snakes <laughs> like, why, why everyone in this school so weird what's up with that i i think you remember when the blind dude got bodied yeah killed I by remember. a dog <laughs> that was fucked up his own dog yeah the witches made that guy's dog eat him it's and crazy. that's like that's fucked up yeah yeah it's pretty pretty crazy um <laughs> That's a better betrayal than anything <laughs> Khan did in Star Trek Into Darkness. Because they endear you to the relationship between the blind man and his dog. You see him a couple of times walking around, and then the tension builds and the dog kills him, you know? 
They also just get yeah. real. Like both parties, like really react way more hardcore than they probably should have. It's like, hey, your dog bit this thing, and then there's like, you need to leave forever. <laughs> get fired. And then he's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like I don't give a shit. I'm gonna leave. I and then she throws his cane. Like what's the point of that? I don't know, dude. Yeah, S- something in Suspiria. Because I'm at this, I'm just like bringing up things I think are weird. Something in Suspiria that I do not fully understand the purpose of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. male dancer mm-hmm. who is kind of kind of courting Susie. I don't, I don't get it. You don't think he's hot? You don't think he's hot enough? Is he a dancer or does he work there? Because to he's me, a man, it was, one of the, all the men they, seemed like they were servants. Uh, I think that's what, like, for the, like, witch and shit oh. they are, but they're trying to pass off as they, mm. there's a male section of the Yeah, because studio. they, yeah. That, yeah. That's what it felt like to me is, like, that's why they had it sectioned where they're sleeping because they have all the female dancers in one spot, what I assumed were male dancers, and then they have the, um, is that literally Mother <laughs> Suspiria just sleeping there? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She yes. also has to get, a, get evacuated because of the uh, what were they maggots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maggots. She, she can't yep. sleep in her bed. She anymore had to get either. evacuated from her like secret room deep in a tunnel, <laughs> like underneath the school. She also has a bug problem. The best and the best they could do to hide her identity is to put up a fucking sheet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, have you ever tried to find someone under a sheet? It's hard. Mm-hmm. You you pull one side and then the other billows and moves the sheet. Yeah. It's just very tough. Um, billows is a really good word, thank Matthew. You. Um, that was just a really good like diction. I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a I don't know, man. It's just especially for so how both easily these movies have problems. No, one more little piece. One more little piece for how easy it is to kill Mother Suspiria. For her to just be like. <laughs> Out there, like someone could smother her with a pillow. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Khan yeah. would tear her throat out. Mm, you know what would have been point. actually really cool in that scene if they'd heard Sus- Mother Suspiria like, <gasps> like breathing horribly deeply. You see her shadow, and then they open the curtain, and she's invisible. That would have been cool. That mm. would have well, been. Like, you know, it would what? be even better if so. She's sleeping there, and they go. <gasps> And then they open the curtain and she just has a sleep apnea machine attached to her. <laughs> oh, what a, what a gentle old witch she is. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't care. Like I would immediately have sympathy even if she looked ugly and witch like, cause she got sleep apnea. That's hard. It is tough, you know, and we're just grumping on her for no reason. <laughs> it's tough being an old, ugly witch. <laughs> Sleep <laughs> Um should we vote? I think I'm ready to vote. I think I think we should. I think we should. It's tough because I still, you know, we shit on all these, but I still love both of these movies. No, they're they're legitimately <laughs> yeah. very fun um and generally well made films, you know. Yeah. Um for for I'll start us off. For as much as I shit on Star Trek Into Darkness uh, with its problems with Khan, um, I don't like Suspiria. So I am (laughs) voting for Star Trek Into Darkness. I can go next. Um, I think I'm going to vote for Suspiria 1977. I think that at least personally, it's just the the film. I I think it is the better of the two. And, you know, I want to keep digging in. Oh, this is really difficult. Mother for me. Suspiria, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> you and your sleep apnea. Which? Which? Look, I, I, the, this isn't a vote. This is my thought process that I would love to share with the audience. Not that anyone else here wouldn't love to share their thought process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we would love to, but unfortunately, you know, we already spoke. Unfortunately, they were like super, they knew what they were voting for and they just like went for it. Um, look, I like Suspiria more and I, I genuinely think it's a better movie. However, I, I, I do know that Benedict Cumberbatch is in the other film. <laughs> Dead stop, you know Benedict Cumberbatch is in the movie. <laughs> um, 
it's tricky, but I also like I'm I fully understand if people don't like Suspiria, mm-hmm. and so I'm torn because like, do I vote for something that I genuinely and and it's hard because this is the remake reboot and. and what's the better source material to go off of, I guess? Or what's that? Like, I don't know going forward how we kind of determine now. Is it, is it just what's the better movie? That is a good point. Mm. Um, because I believe Suspiria, is it based on a novel? It's based on some mythos um, surrounding, like not Cthulhu mythos, but something like similar. Suspiria de Profundis is a collection of essays, prose poems yeah. by English writer yeah. Thomas De Quincey. An examination yeah. of the process of memory is influenced by hallucin- hallucinogenic drug use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, this thing feels like a drug fever dream. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, okay, here's what I'm voting for. A- and this isn't to set a huge precedent, but I, because mm-hmm. I, again, I, I literally have already told the audience I contradict myself. Um, but Into Darkness is a remake, and I think it was so, so fun. Suspiria is a great source material, but I genuinely think it's so one of its kind. Mm. Um, for this bracket, I'm going to vote for Benedict Cumber. I mean, for Into Darkness. <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, with that. Uh, but I, I genuinely like, please, if you like horror and if you can stand that thing, like, just try Suspiria. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very yeah, great If you don't film. like it in the first 15 minutes, turn it off because then you won't like the movie. But I, if you do, yeah. go for it. I stand by that. I think it, that's actually a really good barometer 100% with true. this movie. Yeah. 100%. Um, with that, Star Trek Into Darkness advances to our remake bracket finale. But hilarious. What, what shall it be going up against? I'll go ahead and introduce Infernal Affairs. Uh, Infernal Affairs, released in 2002, uh, directed by Andrew Lau and Alan Mack, follows the story of Chen Wen Yan, a young police officer who's been sent over co- undercover as a mole into the local mafia, and Lau Kin Ming, a mafia member who infiltrates the police force. Um, and it is their cat and mouse game as they try to reveal each other after many years climbing the ranks in their respective organizations to expose who the mole is in each of their organizations coming to a glorious head um, when all identities and cards have been put out on the table. And on the other side of this, we've got how the Grinch stole Christmas. If one of you guys want to take that one. Yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, directed by Ron Howard, released in 2000. The grunge green man is nasty and nastier than ever uh, until he's not at the end of the movie when his he has a heart attack. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's the Grinch. I mean, there's there's not much to really say about the plot. I feel like, one, most people know the plot of the, of the Grinch, and two, it he hates Christmas. Then he saves Christmas. That's the thing, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. the Grinch does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets nasty while he does it. So to just kick things off um, and then we can dive into, yeah. to really comparing them. Something I find so fascinating about the Grinch. Good sentence. Good sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that was natural. <laughs> yeah. So something I think is really fascinating is they make the Grinch being extraordinarily strong and buff a yeah. weirdly important <laughs> plot point that's like canon they like that's go super back, canon you know this film they they go back to his childhood and like recount the stories of him growing up and it's you know you have like uh <laughs> what's her name the the romantic uh interest um uh, martha i think um maybe who's who's just like those muscles (laughs) and then you just have him (laughs) flexing his incredible strength to save the sleigh at the like it's the pivotal thing that has him save the day like Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a weird choice to me like why yeah (laughs) he's a cryptid he's a cryptid that's why he's a cryptid He's not a cryptid, though. He's a who. This movie makes him just a weird green who. That's really no, strong I mean, for some reason. I mean, I, I genuinely think that, like, okay, take Bigfoot, for example. Mm. Yeah. Do we believe Bigfoot is human? 
you know, no, or has Bigfoot to, is or a Bigfoot. like, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I think Bigfoot, the Grinch, Bigfoot I don't doesn't think look the Grinch like is like a who human. They but do I would say fine. he's a who I think the Grinch a is a what, who. You know? At least that's right. how the, but the I, like, I would argue that they, like a small town would call a Bigfoot a human if they got that. Like, you're like, yeah, he is. No, I think not one bit would a small town of people call Bigfoot a human. He's naked. He's, I guess the Grinch is naked. Okay, scratch that one off. Yeah, he's, he's naked. He walks feet. on two. Yeah. He's got big feet. Monster right? Hog. And he's really hairy. The, like, okay. the Grinch is also hairy. Scratch that one off. Let's see, what, else? what are the differences between lives the, away between from society on his own? He lives oh, away from society. Like, I'm telling you, Bigfoot and the Grinch uh, are the same people. And they're cryptids. I do think there he, is actually how the Grinch stole Christmas has a shot of Jim Carrey doing the Bigfoot thing. So Did you guys notice yes. that in one of the shots? Yes. The other That's piece really I want to call actually. out is you have the scene with the teenagers like making their way up the mountain. Like it's like a oh, supposedly the Grinch is he, you know, like he is essentially like a creature of legend, you know. Like there's this weird dude on the mountain that like people aren't I, sure if he's real. I think this movie poses him more as like a hermit mm-hmm. than Okay, like an I would argue cryptid. that Bigfoot's a hermit too. <laughs> I disagree with that. I you don't think a small town who's obsessed with Bigfoot. I literally took like yesterday was driving behind someone who had like a thousand Bigfoot stickers and it literally said yeah, but like, here's Bigfoot the difference. rights. Jake, the difference is that there are not stories and like there is not history of Bigfoot being a intelligent creature. There, it, like Bullshit. Bigfoot I is classified I as like a weird animal, not a human. So, um, Bigfoot <laughs> human. Fortnite did it. Fortnite called Bigfoot a human. <laughs> so, Fort- I do not care if Fortnite calls Bigfoot a human. We were Bigfoot really is part human. DNA study claims. We're really falling down the rabbit hole here, guys. <laughs> We're not a cryptid the podcast. Bigfoot hole. Um, we'll have to call up some cryptid experts to get their opinion. Shout out on across it. the veil. Shout out across Maybe the veil. Will. They do cryptids. Wow. How incredible would it be if we were ready to do that collab with them and loop them into this call right now That'd to be make the decision incredible. of whether or not the Grinch is a cryptid? Well, when we when we if ever uh, we, we should do we a cryptid bracket them. and invite them absolutely we can we can have them on to, mm-hmm. to settle the score um the bye-bye man counts as a cryptid right i hope so because <laughs> he's fucking awful and i want to make people watch it yeah. joey king and Wishapod counts as a cryptid right we're getting away from the point here <laughs> um how do you guys think the grinch would deal with being an undercover cop poorly (laughs) (laughs) i i think undoubtedly he would he would not be a great cop i think he would i think grinch is a hundred percent he's anti-capitalist you think he cares about cops no well privatized no because he doesn't care about property Mm. he doesn't care about property so he he would be a terrible cop Anyway, we have Man, gotten The more so we talk far. about the Grinch, the more I like the Grinch. <laughs> gotten so far away from the volunteer. Um to get what ourselves. What was the point? To to, to compare this to point was that I'm ready affairs. to vote. <sighs> I always do this to myself. It's like the Arnuki beast all over again. You ask why the Grinch is so buff, and all of a sudden everyone's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry, Matthew. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Inexorably, there, there's no way to recover the conversation. <laughs> just thinking about how buff the Grinch is makes me so happy. It's just such a weird plot point that they make literally <laughs> integral to the plot. But to to actually bring something up that I think is an in, a pretty interesting comparison between these two films is I think both of these the idea of collective identity or collectively defined identity becomes really, really important um, because you have both the undercover cop and the undercover triad member um, grapple with how society defines them as people um, to sort of explore, are they good or Mm. are they bad? And I think in a Mm. much the same way, the Grinch's identity is defined by society um, rather than intrinsically defined. Like, 
the who's treat him, they, they treat him in a prescriptive way that sort of causes him to act um, negatively towards them. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they have this whole bit of him as a, as a child. The real reason he runs away is because I, de- I, I society has defined him as other and kind of pushed him to the mm. outskirt, uh, self-imposed um, outskirts of society, yeah. um, which I think is like a really interesting comparison that the Grinch embraces collectively defined identity the same way a Hong Kong cop movie does is just pretty cool. <laughs> I think... What is kind of weird to me about the Grinch now that I'm like thinking about it, like in terms of embracing everyone dislikes him. So he's just going to be the nasty guy that they all think he is. Mm -hmm. What at the end actually makes him turn? Like, why does he choose to save Christmas? Because if the reason he is so bad is because all these people are mean to him and then he takes away all the Christmas stuff and then they still are having a good Christmas. And he's like, well, I guess I'll have a good Christmas too. Then maybe I love Christmas now. Like, where is that thread? Like, how does that actually make sense at all? You know, <laughs> like he, I feel like the, he has a heart attack and then maybe like, maybe it's not a heart <laughs> attack. Maybe he has a stroke and then his brain is like <laughs> real messed up. At the end. Like, cause that, that line to me does not make sense. You know, I think the the line they try to draw is um, Cindy Lou, who still endeavors to treat him like a, he he to treat him like he's part of the in group, so to speak, to not other him, to not prescribe that he is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is that is meant to be like where that through line goes. And the end is sort of his realization that he can define his own identity rather than let society define it for him. Mm. Um mm. So he, it, it, it switches from collectively defined to individually defined. Mm. Right. C- can I, this honestly is bringing up a deep seated thing for me. Unless Matthew, if you have more no, to say, no. go for it. Go, go ahead, Jake. But like, uh, this is me being vulnerable. Uh, I always like was weirded out by the Grinch, uh, not like the Grinch itself. I love Jim Carrey, whatever, just the, the movie, because it always with these Christmas movies is like, and especially with this one, it's like, you're an outsider. You need to celebrate Christmas. And like, as a Jew, <laughs> who didn't yeah. celebrate Christmas growing up. I was like, why does he need to celebrate Christmas or care about Christmas to be welcome in this community? Yeah. And it feel, I felt like that's like the whole thing. Like, you know, mm. I my reading of it as a kid was just like maybe the Grinch is Jewish and they bully him into not being Jewish anymore <laughs> and he had to be shut, you know? Yeah, like genuinely, like and that's like a genuine reading that I had as a kid. Like, I, and it sucks. And, and like you talk about how like oh he randomly changed or whatever. I, it's just like maybe they converted this man. <laughs> um, In so callback to Grinch twenty eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. Because that one is like an overtly Christian reading of yeah. Christmas. Yeah, they literally convert him to to, to Christianity in that version. <laughs> That's a really good point, though, Jake. It, it yeah, I I never personally um, interpreted it that way, but I definitely think that reading is there. That yeah. like they they're trying to impose Christmas onto someone who doesn't want to celebrate it. But then also the movie kind of reads it as the Grinch has always wished he could celebrate Christmas, but you know, no one I mean, ever wanted so did to I as a him. kid. Here's Damn. the thing. So did I as a kid, even because you know what I mean? Like, like this, because of media like this, because of whatever, like, of course I want to, everyone else was talking about Christmas game. They call it Christmas break in school. They don't call it Hanukkah break. They don't like, you know, and, and like they sometimes call it holiday break or winter break, but they don't like, it was always Christmas break and it always still is. And like, sure. And this is just one reading of like Judaism. You could also like not celebrate. You could also like celebrate Kwanzaa or anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just so interesting to me, you know? Yeah. I just want to know if the Grinch is circumcised. I'm sorry. This was a long winded <laughs> thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you guys think the Grinch. Gotta ask Jim Carrey. <laughs> Do you guys think the Grinch has trouble on the toilet? Cause his butt is so hairy. Oh, gets like mad at him. I there. don't think he. Like I, I don't think he goes to the toilet the way you think he goes <laughs> to the toilet. How does he do it? Uh, it's not my story to tell. 
I guess he does eat so much glass that if he conventionally <laughs> yeah. went to the bathroom, oh, that shit would. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Whew. Yeah, that would not be good. Not feel Which nice. also, I feel like, lends to my point where, like, that man's not a who. I think he is. Anyway. You see other who's <laughs> eating glass? <laughs> we're not We're not touching that other who's eat glass? <laughs> How do you guys think the Grinch would have gotten away if he was on the roof with the, um, with the secret triad agent? Honestly, I think the Grinch would have been shot in the head <laughs> much the same that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's what the who's wanted to do the grinch that's what the mayor um, wanted the mayor wanted to cover up like that the mayor also wanted to use public funds to buy gifts for his um uh wife to be like the dude's a literal fucking criminal <laughs> he he should like <laughs> yeah yeah not not a good dude um something from infernal affairs that i think is a very fun fact. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Chinese film industry, um, films have to comply with Chinese regulation yeah. to be yep. sold in mainland China, aired in mainland China. Um, so movies will frequently make different versions for the Chinese market. And Infernal Affairs actually is one of those movies because it violates um, uh, Chinese film regulation by um, like showing um, the undercover triad member benefiting from his crimes and getting away with it. <laughs> so mm. the mainland Chinese market of this movie has an alternative ending um, where he actually comes down from the elevator and is immediately caught. Um, and they have evidence of, <laughs> of his undercover activities. Um <laughs> which I think is really interesting and massively changes the message of the film. Um, I wonder how that plays into, cause there are two more of them, right? There's infernal affairs two and three. So like, how does that, how does that affect them making more movies? Uh, infernal affairs two is a prequel. I've not seen the third, so I can't comment on that one. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Vin Diesel shows up the family family uh, cracks open um, a Corona. You know, I think that that ending obviously is hugely at odds with like infernal affairs. Uh, maybe not quite as heavy handedly as having a rat in your final scene, like the departed <laughs> um, ends with a, a quote on screen talking about the, the continuous hell um, the quote from Buddhism as you know, it's essentially implied that he's going to have to live the rest of his life knowing what he's done and grappling with if he's ever going to be caught. <laughs> so I wonder mm. if the quote is still in there in the alternative ending. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe the uh, that that continuous hell is the Chinese prison system. Choo -choo -choo. Damn. <laughs> um, Damn. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? How are we? Where are we I at? I wager right now? you guys are ready to vote. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I, I feel like you guys are ready to ready to go. Here. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, um, I just you know I just get a vibe, vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk more about Bigfoot. Then that is is that strictly a, hey, forbidden? Hey Jake, <laughs> hey Jake, is that a yeah, vote? Yeah. yeah, I'm just being a little nasty. Ooh, nasty. Okay, but here's the thing. So we talked about how the Grinch is like a dirty little person, and if anything, <laughs> the theme of this episode is being a dirty little, dirty little, dirty little listener. Um, Much like a dirty uh, rat, a dirty cop. Oh wait, actually, keep going, keep swaying me. I'm just saying, if if it's dirtiness, grimy little boys, how do you get more grimy than a secret triad member of her undercover in the police force? That's pretty dirty. See, I would out argue, information. Though, like, he's dirty. Okay, you call okay. him a dirty cop. I'm being swayed right now. You call him a dirty cop, but that man has to look incredibly clean. That's not a nasty man. That's a mm. dirty cop. There's a difference. Because mm. that's a clean man. Mm. He has to look clean to play the part. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, whereas um, the uh, undercover cop in the triad, uh, Tony Leung's character is constantly sweaty and sweat makes you stinky and dirty. Mm, but okay, is he stinkier okay, or dirtier okay. than the Grinch? Probably not. The Grinch <laughs> eating bottles, living in trash. Okay. Guys, this is good. This is good stuff. All good yeah, stuff here. Yeah, this is re really good content <laughs> where we're just talking about dirty boys. Are we ready to vote? 
here's the thing. Um, in no world, if I have a choice between voting for a cop and voting against a cop, am I going to vote for the cop? So uh, Grinch, Grinch wins this one for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not voting for the cop. <laughs> the cop is the bad guy. Oh my God. <laughs> It's cop propaganda. Hate it. Hate it. Cop, co- yeah, the, the Hong Kong movie from the early 2000s is <laughs> copaganda. <laughs> okay. Uh, d- disservice to the to a a, a uh, Hong Kong classic. Um, with that, just to to make a point, uh, I'm gonna vote for Infernal Affairs. Um, I think it's gonna move on. I'll be honest. Infernal Affairs is a <laughs> Infernal Affairs is a good movie, but that Grinch is so nasty. Uh, love talking about him, love hearing about him. Uh, so I'm voting for how the Grinch stole Christmas. He is so strong, he could rip doors <laughs> off a hinge. He oh could destroy God. a building. I want to see this Grinch fight Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, and we'll, it will well, in the finale. Oh, we'll, we'll tantalize the audience with that. Because How the Grinch Stole Christmas moves on, it will face Star Trek Into Darkness in our remake <laughs> finale. Um, Who would have thought? Who would have put money on this? So Incredible. we can actually talk about them as remakes. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we also, in that episode, are going to have honorable mentions. Um, yep, we'll be yep. sending the asks out on social media. So what did we miss? What did we not include in the bracket that you would have? Um We'll talk about those. It'll be lots of fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Share this one with someone who you think likes to get nasty. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to get so many shares. I don't want to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love listening. To I'm kidding, guys. Guys, I'm kidding, guys. I love it. Uh, Jake saying he I, doesn't want to listen is not permission for you to not listen. Okay, audience? <laughs> yeah, you don't have permission to not listen. <laughs> you have to listen. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. We're pretty sick um, on social media. We haven't made any whammy tweets or anything recently, but maybe maybe we got some <laughs> things in the cooker. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, we got some things. Just just say we do. We we have them. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. I've Guys, scheduled you will tweets not for believe the rest of the year. We're gonna post death. <laughs> you are not gonna believe it. It's gonna be something this Willem Dafoe related. <laughs> Oh no! He's gonna post his hog. He's gonna post Willem Dafoe's nasty hog. Willem Dafoe's big Um, nasty hog on our social media. I don't know. Audience should follow and find out. We've been in the market. We've been in the market for a new Twitter banner. Uh, maybe we'll do it little boy bye guys um i i hope you don't see one defoe's nasty hog this week but uh if matt's on our social media you just might have a good time bye guys i'm gonna change the passwords right now